Andrew is back, my pussy is sore, and the world is spinning right again, baby. Okay, <laughs> I was not dry the whole three months that he was gone, you guys know that. But my pussy is not, not in any condition to take cock three times a day. Holy fucking shit is it sore. It is so goddamn sore, you guys. But that's okay because it is sore from good things. <laughs> Very good things. I'm glad that I have two hands and a mouth to supplement my poor vagina canal. But it's like a good thing, right? We all like to be <laughs> sore from good things. All right, you guys. Hmm. Am I the luckiest fucking person on this planet? I think so. I was having a conversation with Andrew. I mean, it's taken a couple of days to like readjust. It's taken a couple of days to really cover conversations, hard conversations that we've been needing to have after three months away from each other. And I have so much respect for this man. He is the most patient, caring, and loving person to other people's inner little that I have ever met and I think I will ever meet. He has the most giving and pure caregiving side to him that just other people can sense because everybody just wants to be held and told that it's going to be okay by him. And somehow, somehow I get that every single fucking day and I get to wear his collar every single day and it's not something that I really ever thought about myself. I never considered myself to be interested in that realm to have little inside of me. I mean, I've always been submissive. I've always liked being dominated and those kind of things, but the little in me has really only been brought out by Andrew. And it would be interesting, I think, to talk about the process that my brain went through to accept that, to become okay with that, to embrace that, and to now think of little space as kind of my safe place, as kind of my freedom place, as where I get to go when I need a break from the world and I feel secure, I feel wanted, I feel loved, I feel cared for, I feel safe, I feel like I have no worries in the world. And it took a while to get there, but I'm there now and I'm realizing just how lucky I am to have someone who can cultivate that inside of me and to create such a safe environment for those things. It is truly super rare, but that's all I'm going to say about it in this episode because I want to talk to you guys about something important since the very beginning of this podcast that I've just kind of scoot scoot around the subject because it's been kind of not so much fun or difficult for me to wrap my head around exactly how to present it to you guys, but money and sugar dating and finances and sugar dating. Take this episode with a grain of salt. It is my experiences with this. It's my opinions on this. Everyone is in a different situation. Everyone has different things to say about this. And I am not an expert by any means. So yes, take this with a grain of salt. But these are my experiences. This is how I've done things. This is how I view things. And this is my personal advice to you. <gasps> Ellie, what? 
money and sugar dating. This is a loaded topic. This is something I've wanted to talk about ever since I started Sugar Pussy, but I've been kind of avoiding it, not just because it's difficult, but because it's there's a lot of different elements from start to finish to go through, and organizing that can be can be kind of rough because everyone is in a different situation. Everyone is receiving a different amount and everyone has a different lifestyle and that's going to directly impact how you manage it in the end. Let's start at the very beginning of an arrangement. When you're first thinking about, okay, I want a sugar daddy. How much should I be asking for? What is the reasonable amounts here? Honestly, you are the only person that can answer that question. However, personally for me, I tend to try to stick with averages. I try to stick with what people are doing and stay within that realm because that's what seems fair to me. I don't want to be asking for a lot more than anybody else in the area that I'm in. I don't want to be asking for less either. That makes it feel cheap. That makes me feel like I'm really getting gypped. So I like to stay in that happy range of what is normal in an area so long as it conforms to my standards. And for example, very quickly, er, er, segue, Iowa, I was just reading through these forms and everything and I got a recent update on the normals in areas and Iowa's is super low. I was just reading through and it's ridiculous to me that their standards are so low. So Normally, in most places, I think 500 pay per meet is pretty standard, pretty typical. It can be as high as 1,000 pay per meet, depending on where you go. But personally, any lower than 400 and you start to lose me. I saw Sugar Daddy is posting, and this is just a forum within Reddit that is open to these kind of discussions. (laughs) People posting regularly 200 to 250 for the state of Iowa, and that absolutely pissed me the fuck off. Nobody should be going that low unless it's a specific situation, in my opinion. But see, that's the problem with this episode, and it's going to be a consistent problem throughout the episode. My opinions are going to vary and be very different from somebody else's opinions. Personally, I would not do a $200 arrangement. But when I first started out, I did a $250 pay-per-meet arrangement. However, I learned and I grew and I figured out that is way too low. I should never have accepted that for myself. And I wish I never had accepted that. Um, It's kind of unfortunate that... I wasn't able to find the forums that I needed, find the answers that I needed, and be like, oh, this is normal. This is what I should have been asking for. So the forum I'm talking about is just on Reddit. There are a couple different subreddits that involve sugar dating, sugar babies. The most popular one that you really should check out if you're interested in sugar dating would be the Sugar Lifestyle Forum. And they're going to have lots of information on here. They have information about scams. They have information about various things that are just posted. And then there's also everybody's questions, everybody's comments, how everybody's feeling. And it's every now and then they'll have a thread specifically devoted to current going rates. And that is what I saw. And that is what I'm talking about when I said I was the people posting for Iowa. Now, keep in mind, it's only the people who are on the Reddit forum that are giving their experiences and their opinions on this that we see on these forums, right? So 
it was just a couple sugar daddies posting that that's what they did. Really, there's a much, much wider spread because I can tell you I've had sugar daddies in Iowa and the $500 standard is perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable. And that's the only thing I would do at this point in my life. It's not like you can't find anybody who will go higher in an area just because a couple people from an area hop on the forum and say that that's what they do. All it is is a reference point. By no means should that restrict you. If you want to go higher than what you're seeing in an area, do it. Absolutely go for it. Do it. You're going to find somebody who will fit in with your needs eventually over the course of time. If you put in enough work, if you put in enough patience, you'll find it somewhere. The only thing here would be don't be that sugar baby that annoys and pisses off sugar daddies all the time because you are asking for too much or you're using the system or you're taking things too far there's there's a balance on both sides and if you're doing sugar dating correctly everyone is happy you're not asking for too much they're happy to give what what you're asking for because they genuinely want to help you and and it just works out fantastically and that's the beautiful thing about sugar dating I've talked about this a ton I've talked about this immensely in the last 20 episodes I have to do my due diligence as somebody talking to people about sugar dating and say don't be a scammer don't be somebody asking for too much because you're ruining it for everybody else so within reason ask for what you want I think the most that I would condone asking for per meet would be around $1,000 per meet. The reason for that is because if you're doing pay per meets, you're probably pretty early on in an arrangement or it's a short-term arrangement or it's an inconsistent arrangement. And until you have like an established, we're meeting this many times a month and we're both comfortable with it and we have a lot of trust built here, you're not switching over to a monthly allowance. A monthly allowance is entirely different. And while it might kind of conform or fit in with a pay per meet a little bit, it's going to vary and it's probably going to get you in the end more money than a pay per meet would. In my experience, it's just very, very difficult to establish anything, any sugar dating relationship to the point of a comfortable monthly allowance. Somebody is always feeling like they're not getting their end of the deal. Schedules are not lining up. There's pressure put on both sides. It's really nobody's fault. It's just a very difficult demon to tame when you switch over to a monthly allowance. But that's why I say when you're doing pay per me, it's inconsistent the majority of the time. There is that understanding that we might never see each other again. These things happen. We both want to. We'll both try to make it happen. But these things happen. And so this is the right we're do- this is the rate we're doing. I'm not expecting anything from you after this. I w- didn't expect anything from you before this. And so it's a lower amount than I would say if you do have a monthly arrangement should be spent. That is what I have to say as far as knowing how much to ask for it's it's really so circumstantial to where you are what you need what your belief systems are but definitely hop over to the forum and see where people are at because I think for me I really don't like just coming up pulling numbers out of my ass I like to have some sort of reference point and that's where I've always gotten my reference point I've gotten it from other people's experiences and 
it's really, really helpful when the sugar daddy will, on their end, say what their experiences are, and you can kind of go from there, but that's not always the case. I've definitely had sugar daddies who completely ask me what my experiences are, and we have to go from there. How to receive your allowance? Well, cash is king. I have definitely received allowances over PayPal or over Venmo before, but it's been not very many. It's been like a couple. Probably I can count the amount of times I've done that on one hand because I don't like it. It makes me very, very uncomfy. Cash is just, you know, you can't go wrong with cash. And the best advice I can give you is get the cash before the date. Get the cash initially. So that way you don't get lured into doing anything too much or spend too too much of your time and then get scammed. Now, sugar daddies have the same worry about giving you the money towards the beginning of the date. They have the same worry that you're going to run off with it. They have the same worry that they are going to get scammed as well. Here's what I have to say about this, and here's what you can respond to sugar daddies to about this. You showed up at a meet and greet, and you spent time with them for free at the meet and greet. You showed up this time. That is going to be a lot of cred already because you can ask them how many times have you talked to a girl and nothing come of it never meeting them never dating them anything this already gives me credit a b i have a lot more to lose than you okay i'm sorry yes it sucks to be scammed especially to feel used or manipulated or rejected but sugar babies are always the ones with more to lose Sugar babies are the ones risking their mental health, their physical well-being. They're spending their time on sugaring instead of working. Sugar babies are always the ones with more to lose. It's just the way it is. And so if anybody's getting scammed in these things, if anybody's getting ripped off or screwed over, my heart goes out to them, right? But I'm always going to be on the side of I don't have a problem getting my money ahead of time. I don't have a problem getting it to the start of the date and maybe, you know, them worried I'm going to run off with it because I know I'm not going to because I know I can prove to them that I'm reliable and consistent. I know also that I am the one with a lot more to lose than them in this situation. They could do all sorts of things to me. I'm putting myself in a somewhat risky position. I'm trusting them and we both showed up. Step one, complete. So that's what I have to say about any daddy who gives you an issue about paying you up front. And that's a response that you can give them. And if it's more of a problem than that, honestly, I would scoot. I would say, all right, this isn't worth it for me. Thank you for your time. Goodbye and move on. There's more daddies out there. And I never want to start an arrangement. I never want to start something like that off of a bad foot like that. I don't want to start it with all those kind of red flags and lack of trust. That's just, um, that's not a setup to succeed right there. I will come clean and admit, however, that I've really never been a super stickler about this. And I can tell you many, many times I've received my money after the date, even the first ones, and I've never really gotten screwed over. Daddies have always come through. This is a flaw of mine. It's not good. I don't recommend 
being so lax like I am. It's just how I've done it and I've gotten lucky that I've never gotten screwed over. I'm going to admit this because, you know, this is an open, honest platform. But yeah, I've really never demanded it right away. I've kind of just assumed they're going to give it to me and it's worked out. And I think that this has to go into the fact that I am very particular about who I end up going on a sugar date with. I have to have like decent communication with them ahead of time. They have to pass all of my little red red flag tests and we have to do a meet and greet first. And people who can get through all of that have always ended up paying me just fine. So I'm saying that not as a recommendation, but just as if you're doing everything properly, you don't have to worry about this so much. The conversation won't be as awkward. The exchange won't be as awkward and a lot of times sugar daddies will put the cash out on the table or they'll put it out in like a space where you can see it so there's not really an exchange that happens it's just there and you go and you pick it up and you go on with your date and that's my favorite way for it to happen that's the most like convenient and just it's not like the favorite subject of everybody in the room but it's it's an important one and we're taking care of it right right then and there. Charging for travel dates is something I also want to cover very quickly because when you travel with a sugar daddy, it changes a lot of things. I mean, you're spending a lot more time with them. You're giving a lot more of yourself. But then there's always the side of, well, they're paying for the trip. So how much should the allowance be on top of that? All I have to say about this is it's really important to think of these things and to have the conversations before you agree to travel with a sugar daddy. You have to decide for yourself what you want out of a trip, what's going to be worth it for you out of the trip. Like, do you need to be making a huge allowance from this trip or is the trip enough? Because every sugar daddy is going to have a different opinion about this and they all, they all approach it differently too in my experience. I've done, I've done trips where I got my normal 500 for the whole trip plus all the expenses paid and the really good time. I've also gotten more than that. I've also gotten zero allowance, just expenses paid and a really good time. And I've never had a problem with any of those situations and I've never asked for for a lot of money or for a big allowance on trips. In my mind, I value the experience of travel so much that getting a free trip is enough for me and if they are happy to provide an allowance on top of that then it's even better and it's fantastic and usually the only people who I travel with are people who are happy to do this so it's kind of a requirement kind of not it just kind of goes hand in hand with the people who I'm willing to travel with are also the people who the finance side is really smooth and easy to handle with and they're happy to give they're they're in it for the right reasons they want to help you out they understand that you have dedicated so much time to them and it deserves an allowance and so it's not really a big issue but I've never demanded like a certain amount like I need my allowance for each day of the trip I've never done something like that however if it's important to you that's really that'd be a really good conversation to have and there is nothing wrong with that it is taking up your time it is taking up a significant amount of your energy your emotional energy your mental energy to travel with these people I think it's perfectly reasonable to ask for your allowance on top of travel expenses on these trips 
it's just entirely up to you. I just wanted to mention that because it's something really important to consider and to think about before agreeing to travel with a sugar daddy. And I mean, like, you need to talk about this up front because a lot of sugar arrangements I've run into either prioritize travel and do travel or it's like, oh, we could travel and then you never actually do travel. So, all right. Lastly, for this episode, money and cash and everything after you get it. So, I don't know why I stressed out about this so much when I was first a sugar baby, but I was seriously stressed out and worried about what to do with the cash after I got it. If you do some Google searches and everything, you will find that banks report to the IRS at $10,000 of cash before they do like track or put reports on you and everything. So if this bothers you and if this is not okay, you definitely need to keep this in mind and keep track of how much you are depositing, etc, etc. So I know most people don't really care too much, don't really track too much, at least from what I have seen. And by this time, I know that you're okay with depositing about $2,000 a month or $24,000 a year you'll be fine. I am one of the sugar babies out there who does tax the money that I get from it. So distributing the cash that you get from sugar wisely is really important. So I typically don't deposit money unless I need to for bills and such. I typically try to use cash as much as I possibly can. But genuinely it's not a huge issue to be depositing a couple hundred dollars a week at the bank of cash you know strippers do it service workers and like restaurant people do it like it's it's not something to super freak out about and I mentioned this it's kind of like I don't know (laughs) it really worried me so it's something I thought about a lot and I tried to find a lot of answers for online and they're just it's mostly people saying what I'm telling you right now which never really felt super satisfying to me for a long time but generally it's common sense be smart about it stretch the catch out as much as you can it's not the worst problem in the world to have to try to figure out what you're doing with lumps of cash honestly (laughs) it's just not something that you can do if you start to make a lot of money and I'm talking like income levels of money with sugar is just open up a new checking account and put it all in there and then like I do tax it at the end of the year as a income and it you can keep track of it you can monitor it you can manage it all that way it's really easy to open up a separate checking account and do it that way and I think it's just a smart thing to do if you start to make loads of money as a sugar baby which depending on where you are in the world and how serious you take it can happen fairly easily you know if you if you're getting a couple thousand dollars a month and it becomes more of an income to you than just some side gifts and side cash uh, that's a probably a smart decision to make but totally up to you totally dependent on your situation and how much you're making so there's really just not a great solid answer for you but cash is definitely king stick with cash I would avoid Venmo and PayPal and all of those things as much as possible the only reason I've ever accepted that is because they literally will not give me cash so like they'll be like oh I don't have cash right now and I'm not about to walk out there without anything so I accept that 
And that's part of why it's important to get your money at the start of a date. Like I mentioned, I've never been super great about that personally anyway. All right, you guys, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I really hope that this was a helpful episode. If I didn't cover something that you think should have been covered in this episode, hit me up, send me a little DM, however you want to do it. Uh, Let me know what I should add in the future, what I missed, if I really screwed up what I just told everybody. I'll fix it in a future episode. No questions asked. I want to get everything accurate and everything right for you guys. I have no problem saying I was a dumbass and coming back with accurate information. If I ever do that, just let me know. That being said, thank you for being here. I will see you guys next week on Sugar Pussy. Bye.